This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Hey everybody, Brendan Creswell here with Car Crazy, the car crazy guy that loves cars, Hot Wheels, movies, anything. So come and join me for my show and hope you like it. And our sponsor is Kieran Cool. So thanks to them for helping with the show and listening and you'll have fun. This is Brendan Creswell here with Car Crazy, the greatest show about cars that I've ever known. After our song Black Dog Driving My Life Away, we will be talking to Richard West, who has some funny (coughs) good stories about cars that everyone might find amusing so yeah enjoy well the midnight headlights blind you on a rainy night steep grade up ahead slow me down making no time but i gotta keep a road Richard. G'day, Brendan. So, you like Citroens, is that right? Uh, yes, I do. Well, I, I, a Citroen Light 15 was my first car. No, was that a cool car? It was very, very cool, and it was very expensive to keep on the road. So I'll just talk to you a little bit about the Light 15 Citroen. So they... They were made in, in France, and they were the first uh, regular car to, ha- to have front, front-wheel drive. So they were the, the motor drove uh, through the front wheels. And, so, and the so, turning. Yeah, so yeah. the front wheels did the 
driving and the turning. Yes, so most, yeah. a lot of cars, the most common cars today are front wheel drive, but back then that was very uncommon. And so Citroen have always distinguished themselves by being quite different and a bit quirky. And certainly Un the light 15, <laughs> sorry? Unusual. Unusual. So the light 15 was a, just an absolute classic. And so my sister, when she was at Teachers College, bought one. She really liked the noise they made and she liked the starter button. That was her... That was sort of just about her main criteria about for buying it. So I went through, I followed her, took her through to Thames. We lived in Hamilton at that stage and went through to Thames, took her through there and followed her back from Thames to Hamilton behind a bit of a cloud of smoke that was burning. Her car was burning a bit of oil on the way back. And so my dad, my dad when she got home, my dad wasn't very impressed that she had bought this car. And so he found out through Rotary of someone who owned a Citroen. So, uh, and this, and she, he found out from this man who a good mechanic was in Hamilton. And on the next Monday morning, uh, my dad and my sister took this car down to the Citroen mechanic. And my dad said to, this, to the mechanic, I want, I'd like you to sort this car out. It's not, I don't think it's a very suitable car for a young lady to have. It has to be reliable. I don't want, her, I don't want to be towing around the block every morning to get it started sort of thing. So just sort it out, would you please? Anyway, five weeks and an $1,100 bill later, she got the car back. So back then, that was 1974, that actual car cost, I think it was $580. So to spend $1,100 on mechanical repairs was quite a lot a of, money. Lot of money. My dad then. was very generous <laughs> and told Little White Lion, said it was cost $800, told my sister it was $800, and that if she was to pay him $500, then he would be happy. So the good news was that he didn't have to tow around the block uh, each morning and it was very reliable and she had a really good run with that car. Anyway, a year later I saw a Light 15 for sale. Her one was a 1947 one and mine was not, the, one, or the one I looked at was 1954 and it had receipts for the motor having been all done up uh, and this was I think $600 or $700, and I thought, well, that was fantastic because my sister had spent all that money, or my dad had spent all that money, on fixing her one up, and this one was already sorted. Well. So were they similar looking? They or? were, although mine had, mine had a sort of different boot shape. The boots were very small. You couldn't even fit another, something the size of a spare, an extra spare tyre inside the boot. So they weren't very practical in that way. No, but, but they, probably, I, they probably had a bit more style back they then. They had a lot of style. Big fenders. It was like a gangster car. Yeah. And, the, and the Life 15s, what was really, one of the really cool things is they had the gear lever that came out of the dashboard. So it was more over the, on oh, the yeah. normal, nearly the, on the passenger's side. Oh. This little lever came out of the dashboard and there was a little H-shaped little bracket on the on the dashboard it had three forward gears and one reverse first oh, second yeah. third and no circumvention first back then 
but it was a very talky motor, a wet sleeve motor, and I had a bit of grief with mine. I the motor blew up. With it was a big, big, oh a big <laughs> plummet of smoke came out after I'd only had it about ten days, and that that required quite a major engine overhaul. And I thrashed it a bit, and I used to wear out the gearboxes. So while the mechanics were fixing, I had two gearboxes. So while the mechanics were fixing one, I would be thrashing the other one. And um, so that when I wore it out, the other one we fixed. And I, I got quite adept at swapping them over myself. So swapping them they, they were the, that was the the story. But I was a student myself when I bought that Citroen, and it was quite an expensive car to keep on the road. I didn't blink if I had a service or repair bill under $100. Now, that was a lot of money back in 1975. I mean, that would be probably the same as about six or $700 now, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, um, and now I would get quite upset if I had a bill for... Well, not upset, but it, but six or seven hundred dollars is quite a significant uh, bill. amount of money these days, anyway. <laughs> it is. So, it wasn't a great car for a student, and so I eventually, actually, there was a ball I was wanting to go to, and I wanted to buy a suit, so I needed some money, so I sold it, and I got, I bought a friend a car off a friend. It was a Singer Gazelle, nineteen sixty-two. That was my second car. And I managed to sell this Light 15 Citroen, which I paid 600 for, I think, and I managed to sell it for 1350 And so uh, it, was, it, was, it was sad to see it go, really, but it, it, I regret selling it, really. It was the sort of car that I should have put away in a big garage somewhere, undercover, and looked after it, because now it would be worth a lot of money. Now... Our next song, Dan Seals, My Old Yellow Car. No, man, you got to have red ones. <laughs> so, enjoy. much to look at She weren't much to ride She was missing a window on her passenger side The floorboard was patched up with paper and tar But I really was something in my old yellow car An American boy with his hands on the wheel of a dream that was made of American steel though the seats had the smell of a nickel cigar I really was something in my old yellow car somewhere in a pile Yeah. 
up on his date And where Larry and Sandy Could no longer wait There was no road to winding And nowhere too far But two bucks of gas In my old yellow car Somewhere in a pile me downtown Got a Mercedes Benz With a TV and bar And God I wish I was driving My old yellow car God I wish I was driving My old yellow So welcome back everybody and I believe you've had some incidents with caravans and wheels, is that right? And wheels falling off, talk about people sometimes use the saying, oh the wheels fell off, well I have two stories around wheels falling off and the first one was uh, when the wheel fell off my trailer and it was I was moving a whole lot of gear. I was moving from Auckland down to Whanganui. I had a whole lot of gear. My trailer was loaded up really full. And it was a very, very wet afternoon. In fact, I'd stopped in at Hamilton to see some friends and I'd rung the AA to check that the road called the Parapara, which is between... Ratahi and Wanganui, quite a windy road. I'd checked that that was open and they'd said yes it was. But it wasn't by the time we got there. I had a friend with me and we... Uh, the the trip went fine until the beginning of the Paraparas and we were starting the windy road, a slight downhill section and then there was this incredible sort of noise and a shake and we came to a grinding, literally a grinding halt. And there was the trailer sitting behind the car on one tyre with no <laughs> other wheel anywhere to be seen. And I didn't know where it had gone because we were on a slight downhill. So the biggest challenge was finding this wheel because I didn't know whether it had gone ahead because it was dark by the stage and, and it was flooded. So... There was a big, there was a sort of mud and stuff everywhere, and I didn't know whether the wheel had gone ahead or behind. And eventually, I found it submerged further ahead in a big pile of mud. Then the other challenge was trying to jack this trailer up because it didn't have a specific jack for the 
for the um, trailer, trailer to, get that, to get up to change, <laughs> well, to, to put the wheel back on. Then the other challenge was that the studs came out, but that we didn't have any, there were no wheel nuts to be seen anywhere either. So I took two off, managed to use some logs and all sorts of things to jack this trailer up in the dark, in the rain, it was hosing down and managed to get the thing jacked up and took two nuts off the off the other wheel and then I had an old Holden station wagon at the time and I took a couple of nuts off that that didn't quite fit so I sort of stripped the thread a bit to get them on. It was all a bit ugly. But what was disappointing is I'd just got a warrant of fitness about a week before and I'd asked the mechanic to (laughs) check the bearings. I said, I've got a big trip coming up. Can you please just um, grease the bearings and check that it's all okay? And I'm convinced that the mechanic or his apprentice or somebody didn't tighten the wheel, the new wheel nuts up afterwards, because that's that's the only explanation really, because the nuts had gone. So the, the um, I did I did um, approach the guy and tried to uh, um, get some acknowledgement or some money out of him, but he wouldn't um, acknowledge anything. So that's one, the trailer, and then just more recently, about four years ago, we bought a little pop-top caravan, a lightweight caravan from a private sale in Fielding. Yeah. Yeah. And we were heading back to New Plymouth, just a few kilometres south of of Hawara. And again, there was that similar sounding noise and a similar sort of shake in coming to a grinding halt. It blow me down the right wheel of this caravan had fallen off and had done a lot of damage to the to the um, body work, the panel work. And I don't know if you've ever heard of post-purchase blues. No. It's the feeling you have after you've bought something quite significant that in the it's the feeling that you've got some regrets and you think, oh, I don't think I made the right decision. Well, why the sudden did I buy it? <laughs> Like well, I, <laughs> I had some a serious case of post-purchase blues with that. But anyway, we got some we got some good help from the AA um, mechanic who towed us. Put put it, yeah, he got it all sorted. And the our insurance company were fantastic, and we got a nice paint job, and we've done it up, and it's really nice. So the reason for that uh, incident was that the person I bought the car we bought the caravan from had more confidence than he did ability and he had we was doing some work underneath and he had over tightened one of the bearings so one of the things with bearings wheel bearings is that they don't they can't be over tightened so this wheel bearing had got hot and so had frazzled the bearings and had fallen off yeah so there's two stories about wheels falling off now our next song Kingswood, bittersweet.
and back with Richard again so I hear you've had uh, interest in land drivers from when you were quite young is that right? It's, yes very right uh, Brendan thank you yes I love land Rover, especially the old series one and just from an from a little toddler my uncle on the farm down in Marlborough had a land Rover and my dad had them as well. My dad was the manager of the salt works in Marlborough, just right next door to my uncle's farm. Aye. He married a local farmer's daughter, who was my mother. Anyway, so land, land Rovers were a huge part of my life, and I just loved them. And we used to, we used to uh, do all sorts of adventures in them. And so I'd never owned one until probably about 20 years ago and I saw a Series 1 for sale on a farm up near Taihapi and I, I bought it and did quite a lot of work on the brakes and they're quite high maintenance our Land Rovers but anyway I learned quite a few skills and I had some skills from having owned a Citroen earlier in my life and I must say the Land Rovers are quite easy to work on and there were plenty of parts around back then. Damn. Anyway, this is a, this was a, then this was the stage when I was courting my wife to be, Beth, and I had managed to persuade her to have the Land Rover as the wedding car. <laughs> and she's amazing really, not many women would because I, <laughs> yeah. I explained that you probably will probably have to put some rugs and tarpaulins everywhere over the seats and everything so you don't get grease all over your lovely wedding dress and she was still game for it anyway this project was taking longer and longer and longer to get completed and I could see the wedding date coming closer and closer and I thought this is too close for comfort I'm not going to get this Land Rover finished in time and so good old trade me I looked up there and I saw a series 2 Land Rover for sale 1960 1962 series 2a and it was a sale in Christchurch and all the work had been done the, the guy who was selling it was fastidious he had photos of the whole motor being done up cool. and uh, so a friend and I we flew down to Christchurch and we drove it up, and instead of going over the bridges on the way north from Canterbury, we chose to f we went, we took we drove through the rivers rather than over them on bridges. <laughs> that was good fun. And, 
so we got it home, and and then a few months, or it was probably about two or three months before the wedding, and it scrubbed up really well, and we've got some lovely photos of the Land Rover, all decorated up with ribbons, and it was a really good wedding car. And they're like the army ones? Yes, the well, that, the army have had a lot of Land Rovers over the years, and they... I don't know if they still they still use them. I haven't really followed, but we kept I kept that Land Rover for quite a few years. But what happened is, even though it had a lot of work done on it, there's sometimes passing a warrant of fitness was something of an expensive challenge, and so it wasn't just a matter of driving a Land Rover into the testing station and coming out with a smile and a new warrant of fitness sticker. Often it was a matter of coming out with a lot of bad news about some huge expense that was going to have to be made. And some, what, what was a bit disheartening was the only time that I'd driven the Land Rover from the previous six months Warren Fitness was to get the Warren Fitness. It was only just, and they were very expensive trips. It would have been, you know, $1,000, $1,200 here and there to get something done. And huh. we were back on one income then. Our daughter had just been born. And I thought, this isn't really an expense we need. So I just sat it there for several years and didn't use it. And eventually we downscaled the size of our house. We used to have about three or four car garaging where we were. And uh, we didn't have that sort of scale of garaging where we are now. So I one of those difficult decisions, I thought, I really just need to probably just enjoy my Land Rover Matchbox toys and part with the full-size version. I've got a few um, Hot Wheels and Matchbox Land Rovers. Well, oh, at, least I, at least I think they are Land Rovers. Oh, a few a army vehicles. And, yes. Oh, you know, yeah. Now, they're really fantastic, but they are quite high maintenance and... Mm. I'm thankful for the experience yeah. with them, but uh, yeah, I, I, the, the, the expense, the ongoing expense, and I have some skills, but there's a lot of things that I needed to pay tradespeople with particular skills to fix up, and uh, I just couldn't really continue to afford that. Yeah. Cool. Oh, thanks for joining us today. Oh, no, very good. It's really good, your car show. I really admire the way you um, you have people in and talk about different things. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. cool. Thanks. So thanks for joining me today, everyone. Our show has been good, so catch us again next week 2 o'clock 104.4 FM and listen online at the Access Radio Taranaki website Apple Podcasts Spotify and thanks to Kieran Core for helping with the show. Catch you on again next time This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com.